mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 16, 7.5. She'll do a quarter mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower, 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Steve Horvath, Geno's Auto Service with me today. Uh, Larry Unger, of course, answering phones. Charlie Grimes, your engineer. Don't forget, Sportsman of Colorado coming up here at 1 o'clock as well. I saw Scott Watley floating around here, so uh, be sure to tune into that at 1 o'clock as well. Questions. We do have lines open. If you want to ask us something, please call in 303-477-5600. Anything we've talked about today from our uh, engine oil analysis that we, uh, you know, that we have in fact i've got a sample kit sitting in front of me so steve and i were kind of you got you all didn't know that but steve and i were able to actually pull a sample kit they sent us out sort of look at it and i will tell you that of all of the oil sample kits i've ever messed with this by far is superior in all ways from how you get the oil out to the sample itself to the box sending it back the whole nine yards i mean it has got to be the simplest easiest thing Steve, I think I've ever seen. They put a lot of thought into it. They really did. Yeah. And and for the consumer. It's, not just, it's yeah. Yeah, even a shop. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, it's oh, dialed yeah. in. I mean, it's the way you ought to all be. Anyways. All right. One thing that somebody mentioned a few weeks ago and said that we on this program should cover. Oh. And I put a list of things in here for this. Um now, one thing I was going to do, we didn't do a question of the day earlier, so I thought I'd just throw this out quickly, mainly because of what happened on I-95 back east where they were trapped for some 15 hours. Okay. So I was just going to throw this question out for this hour. What should folks keep in their car? Oh, there you go. 303-477-5600. We do this from time to time, but keep in mind, we've got a lot of folks that may be tuning in for the first time today. They might even be traveling through. They're going skiing, whatever the case may be. Those of you that have been in Colorado for a long time or maybe have come from other parts of the country and know what to have in the vehicle at all times, call me, tell me. We'll share that with all of our listeners, 303-477-5600. But the other thing I thought I wanted to do today as well, which we'll do right now, is for a lot of you listening, you don't know what the acronyms in the automotive world mean. So I wrote a bunch of these out. I know I don't have them all, but I'm going to rattle these off and let Steve say what they are <laughs> and what they mean, what they do. So kind of the auto codes, if you would. And okay. unfortunately, there's still a lot of shops and even dealerships out there that will not spell things out like I think they should, and they will use the acronym instead, which I, by the way, even as an industry insider, hate, because most people don't know what it means. So we will start with, for example, what is a MAF? Oh, mass airflow sensor. Which does what? Uh, <laughs> and controls uh, controls fuel, basically. It's what is going to help you with the fuel. It's going to measure the amount of air coming in and then adjust. It's a measuring device. Yeah, measuring. Yeah, 
then tells the computer then how much fuel to put in based on how much air is yeah, coming Yeah, it, it essentially says, you know, this is how much air is coming through, how dense the air is, by the way, how much volume do we have. Temperature. Probably the best way to say temperature, yeah. all of that. And, and the computer then adjusts accordingly. But yet most shops, when the mass air, flints, mass air flow sensor goes bad, they won't write that out. They'll this say is math. math is yeah, bad, yeah. math was replaced, whatever the case may be. Yeah. That's right, you know, and, and that's laziness on the service writer. And it really should be explained. We need to, or, yeah, we need to do a better job Absolutely. of explaining what that is. Okay, next one, which kind of goes along those same lines, and it coincides, is map. Now, most people would say a map is something they read to find out sure. where they're going, but what is map on a repair order, an invoice? Yeah, manifold air pressure. Mm -hmm. And it's going to basically a similar thing to the mass airflow sensor, or map. Mass airflow sensor. Mass, yeah. mass <laughs> yeah. airflow sensor. I brought another one in. But, uh, yes, so it's helping to determine... What is the engine, how it's running, and where, and adjusting from there, Calculate, using those numbers to calculate fuel-air mixture. Correct. So, it's, it's again, it's one of the devices, the, and this is another one. I'm going to just rattle it off. It's other devices, the ECM. Yes. Which yeah. means engine what, Steve? control module. Which, yeah. So and those, I think that's one we do a lot of. We, we, yeah, we throw we that have, out a ton. And we tend to not explain that right and. And we, PCM and ECM. Yeah, oh, sorry. Right. I jumped ahead. No, no, you're, no, you're fine. No, the, the, and again, I'm sure modeling. I forgot some. So oh. there's a lot of acronyms there that should be absolutely there's, spelled out. And there is room on the ticket for that. Yes, there should be two pages if you're doing. You know, honestly, a good repair it has a couple of pages, and they should be spelled out exactly what you got. Yep, it shouldn't be an acronym. And again, we keep I keep getting uh, text messages, folks. So the oil. Analysis company is called Zengen, and it's ZengenScore.com. So it's engine with a Z. So EngineScore.com, but engine starts with a Z. So it's ZengenScore.com. Those of you texting in, I'll go ahead and give you the link back, but that's who that is. So those of you listening, uh, if you need that done, it's Zengen. So it starts with a Z, ZengenScore.com. Dot com. So we'll get some more of these acronyms out in just a moment. But, Randy, you're next. Go ahead, sir. Now, there's many things to keep in your car, but the two things I like to keep in there is an extra quart of oil and a couple of flares. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, that's good one. my two top choices. Yeah. Uh, I'm calling back because you just brought up the, uh, the map and the math. Uh-huh. And I know one's the absolute manifold pressure or whatever. And, uh, but what's what's the difference in the what those two items do? Great question. No, I, I'm glad you asked that. Great question. The manifold air pressure sensor is essentially measuring vacuum, if you would, and, and it d differentiates between vacuum and actual pressure that's outside. So it actually does both things, and it knows, you know, based upon what that vacuum is, essentially what altitude you're at, so on and so forth. The right. mass airflow sensor. Totally different. It is literally measuring the stream of air and what it consists of coming into the intake of the car after the after the air filter. After the air filter, yes. So two totally different. Two totally different. And and by the way, there are two totally different systems. In in other words, there used to be in the old days. So the old throttle body fuel injected systems, they would only run one sensor. They did not have a mass airflow sensor. They were what they call a speed density sensor. In other words, they had all these tables and parameters that the that the electronic control module for the engine was going to run off of. It would take a few of those parameter readings, make adjustments accordingly, boom, done, right. off we go. 
when the mass airflow sensors came about, it became a, a different type of a system that was a lot more accurate in how it could handle the timing and fuel curve, if you would, of the engine based upon, again, air coming into the engine. Okay. Now, now are you talking the one you just you just mentioned? Is that back like in the carburetor days, or is that, nope. that is that a modern? No, modern mass thing? airflow sensors came about with fuel injection only, and probably didn't start getting heavy until the late nineties, early two thousands, okay. roughly. Well, for instance, my my ninety nine Cherokee, I have the I do not have. Uh, you do not have a mass airflow sensor on that car, not right, to my knowledge. I don't have yeah. a, I don't have that. Right. I just that, that's the, a speed uh, density system. That's an old speed right, density so, system. Which, by the way, were very, great. very reliable and worked great. Where they had faults is, and this happened even on the Jeeps, you'd go from here to the top of a 10,000-foot peak to go four-wheeling. Well, okay. chances are the check engine light may come on because of that altitude difference. And what guys had to do was get up there, turn the engine off, turn the key back on, let it sit for a few seconds, fire it back up so that it could reset those readings, if you would, and then wow. off you would go. That was the downside to that system. Well, let me put it this way. Since, you know, the factory didn't put an MAF in there, uh, am I missing out on anything? Or is the other one, even though it does something totally different, am I missing out on something because I don't have one? I mean, yeah, you are. The mass airflow sensor systems would actually measure air and do the fuel curve more precisely because, again, it's taking a direct reading of that air coming into the engine. Your engine, for example, Randy, has no idea how dense or not the air is. A right. un, a, an engine with a mass airflow sensor does. So my, my engine would know, know if I'm in Colorado where it's thin or if I'm in you know Florida where it's very thick. Correct. Already. All yours now sooner. knows is uh, – yes, yeah, sooner. All sooner. yours now knows is because of the manifold air pressure – what those differences are. And and it's slower. It doesn't do it as quickly. Oh, that's very interesting. And that's why uh, they came out with mass airflow systems and pretty much what's on every vehicle today now. Now, I don't need to, to get all, you know, because I seem to be a worry war, people say, but, I mean, this isn't something that I need to nope. say. Hey, well, you, know, you can't change you it. It is what it is. If you've got a vehicle without a mass airflow sensor, it is that way. If you have one with it, it is that way. And to my knowledge, you can't add one I've never seen anybody add one to a system that doesn't have it, and you definitely can't take one off of one it's supposed to be on. Right. Uh, let me throw one more quick one at you. Uh, if for let's say for say when, when I was in Michigan, if I was going to stay there and they don't have emissions tests, I don't know that they ever did. If I were to you know have someone take that cat off, mm-hmm. so that I would get more of a direct flow because direct flow because it's right behind the muffler. I mm-hmm. mean, like five inches. Uh, it's in front of the muffler on your car would, on that, that Jeep. Would that help me performance-wise, or yes. is it going to set off check engines? Because check yes. Engine yes, 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 and yes. <laughs> yes, yes, and yes. Yes. So I'd go faster, and I'd get a ticket faster. Well, ticket, <laughs> ticket, not necessarily, because it will, it will typically raise the exhaust tone because you don't have any more. You know, because believe it or not, the, the catalytic converters will do some sound deadening. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, right. not like a muffler will, but there will be some sound deadening coming through. The catalytic converter, uh, especially some of the older cats like what's on that vehicle, they definitely did some sound deadening. But to Steve's point, it will turn on a check engine light and do some other things. Although yeah, I will I tell you, back in those that. days, you could you could program around some of that back in those days. And there were a lot of those vehicles back then that would run around without a cat. As far as the noise would go, I mean, I'd probably just put a Flowmaster back there, you know, or something. A lot so, of guys you know, did back in those days, so that was very common back then. Yep. 
Okay, well, still have a good rest of your day. Thank you very much. No, great questions, Randy. I appreciate that. We'll come back and talk a little more about that. If any of you have any questions, comments, or you want to add to what Steve and I have said, I've got a lot more that we'll go through. Again, these are little acronyms that are used inside of the industry that, unfortunately, sometimes we as an industry don't do a good job of explaining what they are. And I've got more of those. We'll get into that in a minute. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism on our driveline belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. Increase comfortability in your home with a UV air purifying system from Absolute. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air offers dynamic air solutions you won't find at most HVAC companies. Unfortunately, not all air purification products deliver on their promises. Before selecting a product, the team at Absolute personally met with the scientists who developed the technology, installing systems in their own homes to make sure they really work. The science makes sense. Your ultraviolet purifier attaches to your furnace, killing particles like dust, mold, and even most viruses at the source before the air blows through your vents into the rest of your house. One small unit purifies the air throughout your home, eliminating odors. Call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air today for an air purifier that works. 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Classic car insurance is not created equal. Some insurance companies won't offer you insurance at all, and if they do, it's most likely not the right coverage. If you have an accident or theft, do you know if your current company will cover your classic or modern hot rod for its total value? Do you know that some companies put limits on how many miles you can drive in a given year? Paul Lewinberger has been selling insurance for the past 18 years and knows the ins and outs of the insurance industry. American National Insurance has a division called Chrome Insurance that is specifically tailored toward people like you. Chrome stands for classic, antique, or modern classic, hot rod or street rod, replica or kit car, original unrestored, modified or custom, exotic, rare or unique, and in excess of $100,000 in appraised value. Don't insure your special car with anyone else. Get the best coverage at the best price by calling Paul today, 303-662-0789, or find him on our website, drive-radio.com. That's drive-radio.com. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. 
It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to findashop.com. All right, here we are. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Steve Horvath, Geno's Auto Service over in Littleton. By the way, it's Geno's with a J. Geno'sAutoService.com is how you find them. Steve from Estes Park, you're next. Yeah, good morning, all. And thank you, John. Love your show. Thank you. Uh, is it snowing up there yet, Steve? It's in between. It's sunny and it's wet and it's warm. Interesting. Um, okay. Definitely some snow up wind. So okay. Standing All right. by. Okay. Yeah. My question is not oil related, um, though it is an important one, I believe. I've got a 2014 Toyota Tundra. Okay. And it, it comes with a sensor in the front passenger seat, mm-hmm. which senses that seat being occupied yep. in order to turn on the passenger front airbag. Correct. My wife is pregnant. Cool. And. I don't want her sitting there, so we've been scooting the seat all the way back where she sits in the back. Uh, but I'd like to find a way to um, dismantle that front airbag. I talked to a mechanic who said they can't legally nope. no, they can't touch it. The sensor yeah. underneath the seat. Nope, they cannot touch it. They, they, no. That's huge liability yeah. on their end. But it should know how. Right. Um, excuse I mean, the extra weight that she has. It, it should know. I mean it. it you you don't want to deploy it all, even if you were in an accident. No. Okay. You I, know, I, I don't know. Do I'm not. I'm not blaming you. High speed. I, you know, if if I hit something at 18 miles an hour, uh, if somebody locks it up in front of me and mm-hmm. I have to hit them, I don't want the airbag deploying and potentially, you know, causing harm right. to my pregnant wife. Right. Yeah. I, I, in some I of those old you. trucks, they used to have an actual switch that would control that passenger seat, especially on the single cab trucks. But I believe all of the uh, extended cab, crew cab trucks, that was not an option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had older Tacomas that, yes, I agree with you. It had yep. that key and it yep. made it easy. Hmm. Yeah, and, so and, what, to, and to Steve's point, now, this is something we should explain to everybody listening as well. There, I don't remember what generation of bags we're on now. I think fifth generation, I want to say. Don't quote me on that. We might even be sixth now. But with every new generation, Steve, they even deploy the bag differently depending upon the weight that's in that seat. Mm-hmm. Harder or softer depending would, upon if it's sure. a child or an adult or what have you. So it's measure, It's checking her weight. It's measuring it, yeah. yeah. It, whether she's 60 pounds or 180 pounds or 220. Right, doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've read other people's comments on the Toyota forum that they'll put a small bag or even a dog in the front passenger seat, and it still reads. Uh, oh, yeah. Turns the oh, yeah. Airbag on. oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sometimes a briefcase will it'll it'll read a briefcase. Mine will. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So. You, yeah, that is something. I if you're going to do that, you got to figure out how to do that on your own. You will not find. I mean, if you find a shop. Number one, run away from it because they're not doing things correctly. But you won't find a shop that's insured anywhere that will do that job for you. And I agree. Why? Yes. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, they just won't they do have it. Their license. Yep. Right. Yep. Right. So I think hmm. I know how to proceed. I appreciate your time. You're very welcome, yes. Steve. Good no, I appreciate luck. it. Sorry, but yeah, you're you're just not going to find a, a a shop that'll do any of those things. Jeff in Montana, welcome back. Hey, thanks, guys. Uh, serendipitous because we are driving from Polson to Kalispell along the road. It's an up and down drive, but it's flat. And all of a sudden, I had a vibration that kicks in under load, but disappears when I'm 
when I let off the accelerator. It seems okay. to be speed dependent, and as the frequency it goes down, when the speed goes down, and and it increases as I as speed increases. So, any ideas on what's going on? Normally, driveline vibrations like that are related to either angles, U-joints. Sometimes if there's a carrier bearing, uh, that can be a cause as well, and or the differential itself. Ah, oh, crap. I was afraid you were going to say that. <laughs> Sorry. What, what kind of car is it on, I guess? This is my favorite vehicle I've called in about before, the Sport Track. It's on the third recently rebuilt differential. Really? Okay. And it has had uh, a couple of replacement drive shafts as well, and it has a carrier bearing on it, so... It's, yeah, it's something along those yeah, lines, and without you know, you know, without as you know, that some of these can be very difficult even to diagnose, and it's really where it, it you know, comes in handy to you know, back in the day, uh, on a lot of these vehicles, you'd have to load the suspension, have somebody in the driver's seat, uh, you know, then go through the process of determining, uh, you know, where's that vibration coming from. Uh, I used to cheat back in the day. I, I was fortunate enough to still have one of the old, old wheel balancers that used to kick around where they used a strobe light and a, a sensor to determine the strobe itself because if you got a vibration, it would actually make the sensor go on and off to determine where the wheel weight was to then know where to put it back on the wheel because back in the old days, that's how we did it. Well, I was fortunate enough to have one of those kicking around all those years, Jeff, and a lot of these driveline vibrations, I would actually use that to figure out where was the vibration coming from. Yeah, but not very many people have that anymore. Those, I mean, we're no. talking old school. You know, clear back in the early mid seventies. Yeah, so we're about fifty miles from home now, and I'm kind of wondering how bad is it. I mean, is it is it a pretty bad vibration, or is it just slight? Oh, it's pretty bad. I mean, it was sudden onset, and uh, it's causing things in the in the cab to rattle. Yeah, that's pretty I good then. It. And how long yeah. ago was that drive shaft and stuff rebuilt? Is it re- relatively recent? Uh, well, the drive shaft was replaced uh, about 15 months ago. Okay. The differential was rebuilt like uh, a month ago. Okay. Well, the other thing, too, is and not to disparage it, you know, they could have just left one of those bolts loose. You know, it, it could be just as simple as that. Are the wheels tight, Jeff? I don't know. I was. That's one of the things I was going to check. I would almost pull about. over at least to get the... Get your, you know, get your tire iron out and at least double check, make sure all the lug nuts are tight. Sure. Um, uh, surprisingly enough, I have seen wheels come loose even a couple of months or you know, a couple of weeks, a couple of months, even after it's been worked on. Uh, and they will, okay. they will feel just like that. Like by the, the way, uh, yeah, feel it in the seat of your pants. Yep, they'll feel exactly <laughs> like that. Well, I'm hoping it's something that simple. But the thing is, it disappears when I'm not under load. So right. Right. So that could still be a tire? Still could be, yes. Alrighty. Okay, let us know, Jeff. No, and send me a text message or email. Let me know how that comes out. All right, we'll take a quick break. Another half an hour left, and we can get back into some of those acronyms as well. If you have a question, though, for either Steve or I, please call us, 303-477-5600, or text message 307-200-8222. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. 
A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. JC's 4x4 has been Denver's premier Land Rover independent service facility since 2005. With all of today's latest off-road technology, JC's British and 4x4 is a Land Rover specialty shop. Not only do they service, but they will also outfit and restore your vehicle. The dedicated staff and attention to detail make JC's British your one-stop shop for your Land Rover or 4x4 adventures. JC's British and 4x4 is committed to quality and excellence, whether taking your kids to school or hitting the back roads for adventure. No matter what road you own from the newest Discovery and Range Rover to an older Defender or Series truck, we can help you maintain, repair, or modify your vehicle. When you're tired of paying dealer prices and only given limited options, call JC's British and 4x4 to service and customize your Land Rover or 4x4. Call JC's British and 4x4 right now at 720-586-4756. That's 720-586-4756. Or go to jcbritish.com. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface in our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism in our drive-align belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. Rates are low, but are you still paying too much interest? Why continue to pay most of your interest up front like a conventional loan when you can use the asset manager to save thousands in unnecessary interest costs? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. The asset manager is a simple interest loan, which means when your payoff decreases, your payment decreases, and so does your interest. Our clients are paying off their home in half the time. They're not changing their spending habits, and they have access to their equity for 30 years, even after it's paid off. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Think about it. This simple interest loan allows you to own your home faster, access your equity for 30 years, which means never having to refinance over and over and over again to pay off debts or for home improvements. No more requalifying, no more additional costs. Call 720-895-0500, Affordable Interest Mortgage, and see for yourself. You're in control, not the bank. NMLS 298191, regulated by door, equal credit lender. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. Lines are open, by the way, 303-477-5600. Give us a call. We'll get you right on air. Back to our acronyms or codes that we use in the auto industry. And, again, some of these codes, these these terms get thrown around. And some of you, you know, know them by now because we've talked about them so much. But there are also those times where, you know, I'll get a, a text message or an email or something from somebody saying, hey, I've had this issue with my car. They're telling me it needs this. What is this? 
mm-hmm. and it'll be you know an acronym and i'm like what what do all these acronyms mean yeah. okay so one which you would think would be easy but not necessarily is an o2 o2 sensor. You would go there so what is that so o is oxygen and well i guess two is the o2 is oxygen o2 is oxygen sensing the amount of oxygen in the exhaust Okay. That's the other thing that people don't know. Yeah, they don't know where it's at. Yeah, so they, they hear a sensor and they just think, well, where's this thing at? It's on the at? engine and someplace. And well, no, some it's not. Post cat and pre cat. Some have some, three or four. Yeah, and and some are air ratio sensors too, but that's a different right, different. But it's it's sensing the amount of oxygen in the exhaust, then making calculations based on that to adjust the fuel air. Along mechanism. with everything else we talked yeah. about in previous and conversations, it's a little parameter it wants yep. to get run in. They're so. taking all these different readings. Sure. Is probably the best way for me to say it, and then making adjustments based upon all the different readings. And, and folks, in a lot of cases, these things are happening uh, in nanoseconds. I yes. mean, literally, they're taking these readings very, very quickly and making determinations and adjusting the air-fuel ratio and also adjusting timing, which affects the air-fuel ratio as well, also affects power. There's also things like, which a knock sensor, I don't have to explain, a knock sensor is... Is, uh, it's a sensor that is determining whether or not there's pre-ignition in the engine. And if there is, it will typically retard. Probably not allowed to use that term yeah, anymore, yeah, but retard the timing. Adjust. Back well, off. It pulls it back. Yeah. It retard. Yeah. You know, in, in, the, in the automotive world, there's advance and retard. Mm-hmm. Advance means you're moving timing forward. Retard means you're moving it backwards. And that's just what we've always used in the industry. I don't know any other words to use. You're either... I guess it's plus or minus, but it's either a, uh, an advance or a retard of the timing, there's and that's what the computer does. There's going to have to be a commission or something. Uh, yeah, I'm probably not allowed to say that any longer. The, so. the tranny thing, too. <laughs> have to determine, what, determine <laughs> what else to use there. Okay, one more real quick before we take a call. EGR. We, EGR. Again, another one that gets thrown around a ton, yes. and exhaust, no one knows what it means. Exhaust gas recirculation. Which does? That's harder to explain for me, but it's going to take some exhaust and run it back through the intake. It burns it again. It burns it again. So what they're trying to do is essentially, and by the way, EGRs have been around since the early 70s when we had the original kind of emissions push and the gas wars and so on. EGR was invented, I guess you could say, at that time. It was a way to help the engine warm up faster, number one, because you're putting hot exhaust back into the engine to help things warm up quicker so you're not running on that cold start mode quite as long even on a carbureted engine it was a help and then even after that it would open up at different times in the old days they were vacuum controlled in today's world they're computer controlled and they would open or close at different times depending upon what was going on with the engine am i saying that correctly yep better than i would have sorry it's it's, it's not (laughs) an easy one to explain because and if you saw it it's sort of easier to understand once you see one and you know where it's at in the manifold and how it functions but otherwise, it's hard to explain. It's basically like a little door. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. taking some... It's valve. It, yeah. yeah. It's letting a little bit of exhaust back in there. Great point. Okay. That's a great way to explain it. Steve in Centennial, you're up. Yeah, John. Uh, got a quick question. Uh, I just bought a... Love your show, incidentally. We listen every Saturday. Thank you. Um, you bet. Very knowledgeable guy. Um, we just bought a, a 2022 uh, Hyundai Santa Fe. Okay. Um I can't remember if it's a GXT or something like that. But what, the probably, reason I'm calling... It, G, probably, is it... I don't remember the acronyms. GTX, I think. But Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. I think so. Um, we had a Tucson before this, and rough riding and so on. Uh, 2011, only had 43,000 miles. I traded it in. Okay. And they gave me 13,500 for it, so that was good. You did fine, yeah. Uh, yeah. So 
So, but the question I have is with the new one here, you start the car, and if you don't push this little button in the in the middle of the console, every time you come to a stop sign, yep, it'll it'll shut off. Okay, and it drives us nuts. And sometimes my wife can do it, but I, I forget to do it sometimes until it shuts off. And the reason for that is what gas mileage? Yes, yes. And uh, you you have the XRT model. I did look it up just to make sure I was correct. Yes. So the XRT model, and yes, yep. it has start stop technology is what we call that. And that is uh, you can always from I've never seen a, I've never driven a new car yet that you couldn't turn that off if you wanted to, but it automatically comes back on every time exactly. you cycle the key. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Uh, so that's. I thought of calling Hyundai, but they don't seem to know what's going on over there either. But uh, this is something. So if I get in the car, I push the button after it started, I'm good to go. You are. Um, all right. So now, I, I will I say this, 20- too, just real quick, Steve. As you, because mm-hmm. I, I, I can just from experience driving a lot of these new cars, once you get used to it, doing it, mm-hmm. you kind of get to the point where you don't even really recognize that it's going on anymore. So I, I would encourage you to go ahead and try it for a while and see if you can get used to it and not have to push that button every time. But that, that button is there where if it drives you nuts, you can turn it off. Your fuel economy will increase with leaving it on. Okay, gotcha. Um, the other and thing real quick, was- just real quick, that's another thing we need to explain while you're at it because most people don't know this either. That vehicle and every vehicle like it that has start-stop technology has a separate battery for the start-stop technology that's independent of your regular main battery. I've heard that, yeah. Okay. But wouldn't this wear out the starter? No, they're built so heavy that we really haven't seen any issues on that. It's a a super heavy-duty starter they're putting in these now, and... And, and by the way, because the way they've got this, I mean, it barely has to even kick before that thing fires back up again. I mean, it's getting a quarter revolution probably and firing up. Sure. It, yeah, it, as soon as you take your foot off the brake. You got boom, it. It's so there's not a lot of wear on the starter, so it's not a huge issue. What's your opinion on this 22 Santa Fe? I think Hyundai has come, and Hyundai, Kia, Genesis, they've all come a long way from where they once were. You know, they hired some other, you know, some other, uh, executives, if you would, and even designers from some of the other companies, i.e. Audi. Yeah, they've got a, a guy that works for them uh, now that used to be a designer for mm-hmm. Audi. That's why this, there's some similarities now between those two brands. And I think what Hyundai has done, to their credit, is they've gone out and really headhunted and hired away some of the, the people that work for some of the other companies. They knew they had to bring their quality up, and mm-hmm. frankly, they have. Are they perfect? Well, there's no perfect vehicle. Are they as good no. as a lot of the competitors that they're competing with? Yes. Huh. Okay. The other thing was, I don't know if people know this, we had to go back to the dealer because we couldn't understand how to lock or unlock this thing. <laughs> it's got a little square which you put your thumb over on the door handle. And Correct. It, it locks. Oh, yes. Okay. Correct. And then if you when you come out, you put you put your hand like you're going to open the door and it will unlock. We couldn't figure this out at all until we went over there and they explained it to us. So that's kind of a little bit too much advanced, I think. I, I kind of believe that some of this, some of this stuff seems too far advanced for just a normal person to to operate, just yeah, to turn the heater on exactly. or get air conditioning. Or, they, or yeah, or, I'm a knob guy still, and and it's one of the things yeah. that I'll talk about when I review uh, vehicles. Is you know I I love knobs. It's one of the complaints I get at times when I get into a vehicle and everything has uh-huh. to be touchscreen driven. I still am a knob guy. I like volume knobs. I like knobs for the selector on the radio and what station you want to yep. listen to. And I like knobs when it comes to the heater. 
Yes, I agree. I got a, my other car is a 2017 uh, XTS Cadillac, which I absolutely love. But that's all touch. There's yep. no nothing. All touch on everything. that one. Yeah, and it has that view system in it. Yep. yep. Yeah, I love it now. But on my door handle, I do have an actual button that I push, and the door handle lights up. If I hit it again, all the doors open the way I got it set up. But that's a fabulous car there. I tell you, I've had that all over the country. Now I got forty thousand on it. I believe yeah. too, and and don't don't quote me on this, but I thought your Hyundai also has the ability for the rear hatch to open by putting your foot under it. Is that correct or not? No, not on this one. You have a, a button in the car. No, you you, you have. Hold, it says. What year is the vehicle? Twenty two. You have you have hands free smart lift gate on that vehicle. No kidding. Yes, you do. Where, where, where do you put your foot? I, I believe you put it right underneath the back bumper area, and it will raise, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, for goodness sakes. Yeah, but make, separate... make sure you have the key in your pocket. Yeah, key has to be in your pocket. Yes, thank you, Steve. That's yes, the other key thing. Has to be I found that out the hard way, too. Actually, and <laughs> I'm reading it. Sorry, and I'm even wrong, Steve. Automatically opens the lift gate when you're standing next to it for three seconds or longer, as long as you have the key in your pocket. Okay. Just, just put your foot underneath by the bumper. Just stand there, and it will open. Huh, three seconds. you got to count to three. And by the way, three seconds is not one, two, three. It's one, two, three. That's three seconds, and then it will open. Just just standing there? Yes, just standing there. Because I've been standing there lots of times. It has it has a button inside the he car. He has to be has in your button. pocket. Yep, right. But I have a, a manual button that you push, and it opens up by yeah, itself. Yeah, it'll have that as well. But I, at that particular trim level, I'm, I'm positive... Because that's a class-exclusive thing on that vehicle of yours where not every one of those vehicles like it has it, but your Hyundai does. Hmm. Well, well, like, not to keep going here, but, for example, it doesn't have a uh, heated steering wheel, which my caddy does. I really like oh, it. Doesn't yeah, have that, is a nice, that is a nice feature. I will say oh, that. Oh, super nice feature. Now, keep and in mind, some of the, what I've learned, too, is some of these other options, like the heated wheel and such, that's the chip shortage issue not because it's just not available. I mean, it's not available, but it probably will be in the future, Steve. That just happens to be what we're running into right now. Okay. Because the other thing was, um, I can't think of it now. But, all right, I'll go out and try that. Yeah, it should work. <laughs> yeah, again, I'm looking at the website as we speak, and that is a class exclusive on that XRT Hyundai Santa Fe. Okay. Well, enjoy your show, John, very much. You're a knowledgeable guy and. uh I'll keep listening. Thank Thanks you. A lot. I appreciate it, Steve, very much. Thanks for listening. Jeff in Weld County, you're up. Hey, John, how you doing? Good, today? sir. Hey, uh, I just got a kick and had to laugh at listening to you guys talk about that automatic opening tailgate. The hatch? Yeah, the wife, three or four, uh, it's probably been four or five years ago, brought a new Lexus, and it was her second RX that she had bought. Okay. And we were over at the dealership, and, of course, the the tech squad geek guy was going through everything with her. And he says, now, he says, this is one thing different on this new one from your last one. He says, stand behind that hatch and just say open. And she stood behind it and said, open and the back hatch open. Okay. And he said, now tell it to close. And she said, close and it closed. And he did this three or four times with her, and she was beside herself trying to figure out. She's going, I can't, I don't know how this works. Well, he was standing behind her pushing. With the key, exactly. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I knew you don't talk to him. That's hilarious. 
That's good. Right, that, that's a good one, Jeff. No, I mean, you know what? That's a, that's a salesman with a sense of humor. Yes, he was. Good for him. Good good for him. Good one, Jeff. I, I appreciate that. And, and also, um, Steve, if you're still listening, I, I went ahead and did a little bit more research there while, you, you know, while we were just talking. So you have to have the key fob within 40 inches. So if that thing's like hanging down in a bag or it's a jacket and it's maybe flipped around behind you, but it has to be within 40 inches of the detection area for at least three seconds. Other radio transmitters and things like that may interfere with it, so make sure that you don't have anything else in your pocket. And, of course, last but not least, refer to your owner's manual for further instructions if need be. Something we always forget to tell people. All of what I just said is in this handy little device <laughs> called a book called an owner's manual in the glove box that gives you all of these different things that we're talking about. So, and, and or you can look them up online as well. All right, one last segment. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Drive Radio KLZ 560. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes, and every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. In these difficult times, Arvada West Auto and Truck is geared up servicing and maintaining their customers' vehicles. Throughout the COVID disruption, they still manage to keep their staff busy every day. As a reminder, Arvada West Auto and Truck specializes in electrical, climate control, brakes, tune-ups, emission failures, exhaust, steering, suspension, drivability issues, and maintenance services. Come visit or call Arvada West Auto and Truck. 11752 West 64th Avenue, just west of Sims, or call them at 303-422-1065. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly? And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to chance. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. 
You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a Novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the Novus link that's Novus Autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560, myself, Steve Horvath, Tino's Auto Service over in Littleton. Scott Watley joining us now as well, because Sportsman of Colorado comes on next. And uh, I haven't had you on for a while, because we haven't, you know, we haven't we have a lot going on. So, so what's going on on Sportsman of Colorado? Well, I tell you, today we're going to have the Colorado Bow Association oh, nice. on. We're going to be talking about archery. Uh, Henry Ferguson is the newly elected chairman, and he's a good hunting. friend of ours. And so we're going to get into it, what it takes to get into it. Um, just there's it's also the most fun new, hunting you'll ever do. It is. I mean... It, Literally, if you're used to rifle hunting, you know, like it's not, I am, probably not for you. But but no, but I have gotten into it because I learn. shot a deer this last year. A buck it's great over in Kansas, and man, to be in their element, to be fifteen, you almost 20 will never go back the other something. way once yeah. you go that way. I mean, it's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm serious when yeah. I say that because uh, it's that kind of a uh, exhilaration and yeah. fun that you just don't get in in regular rifle right, hunting. Right. And it's, I mean, yeah, you got to get some equipment and stuff. But as far as expense, I mean, man, it's something that there's a lot of leagues out there for kids and stuff, too. Well, you know, you, can you know the cool thing about it? Ten bucks an hour, man. Well, the other thing go is, in the backyard. I was just going to say, the other cool thing about it is if you got a big enough, you know, you know, facility or, you know, yard or whatever, you can do all this at home, which sure. you can't do other ways. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. with other types of weapons, mm-hmm. I should say. Yeah, so that's sure. really cool. No, no, so it's going to be cool. Awesome. So we're going to be talking about that. And then there's a big deal up right now, of course. There have been a few instances where muzzle loaders have killed an archery hunter right oh and so now there's argument about should archery hunters have to wear orange no out there well no. yeah so be less i'm not dead set yeah. against that That's no a big discussion it right is now. and i'm a i'm a no on that one yeah well i mean we are too no and they are too it's a no and so, so their seasons are at the same time yes then. yeah they overlap obviously. about 10 days I yeah think. yeah there's a, okay. a short time they do but i mean it's it, it gets to that thing, and actually, we got called a couple of years ago when this happened. A, a, a muzzleloader hunter uh, actually shot um, a young boy, and his, mm-hmm. his dad was hunting with him, and they were calling back and forth. And the muzzleloader guy out of state, which that hadn't done anything to do with it, uh, just just swore up and down. He saw an animal and saw movement, and shot and killed a little boy. You know, so I mean, it's just that deal. We're getting mm-hmm. back to the basics of safety, knowing your target, and, you know, yeah. not not shoot until you do and yeah. watch yeah. behind it and so yeah tough tough deal sure. there but man you know there should be other ways we can get around this so that's what i agree I, you know my feelings on that stuff already so all the regulations hey speaking are, of all yeah. of that while you're here and it's something that you know steve and i mentioned a little bit earlier we talked about you know the lemon law and what qualifies for lemon law and the fact that in colorado there's a lot of misconceptions when it comes to mm-hmm. You know, just buying vehicles in general. One of those, and I mentioned it earlier, but I'll mention it again because we get different listeners that come through at, you know, different times. And that is that in the state of Colorado, 
and it's a huge misconception because I've I have fought this one on numerous uh, you know numerous fronts, including even family members. There is no three day, <laughs> three hour recension. There's three not a th- minute. There's not a three minute. Exactly. Thank yeah. you. There is a. There's not a three second. Yeah. Once you sign it, you're done. It's and, yours. And you here's own it. what most. Uh, I got into this a few years ago with a dealership up north, and and, and I say got into it. With, um, I explained to the person. They, their husband was out of town. Mm-hmm. She went and signed the paperwork. They were going to come the next day to pick the car up. On the way home, they got talking about it, saw it stopped by another dealership, bought a car, and they said, well, we've already, there's already a bunch of inquiries here on your credit about this deal. Are you sure you don't have something? And she goes, no, no, we're just going to call them and cancel it. You can't. You, you, you can't take delivery. Yeah, yeah, that's I mean, what I said earlier. Even if it's still on yeah. their lot. So you don't even have to take possession. You own it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. The paperwork <laughs> right. signed. It's now yours. Mm-hmm. It's like a house. Yeah. You're at the closing table at a house, at the title company yeah, or whatever. Yeah, you walk away with a house. You, you haven't walked into the house yet. You own it when you leave right. the the mm-hmm. title company. So even though somebody else may be moving out as we speak, mm-hmm. you own that property yes, now. Sir. The car is the same deal. Absolutely. It's no different. Yeah. But there's this mis- – because I think there's other states, by the mm-hmm. way, where you can do this three-day right of recension or there's there's rules when it comes to – you know, timeshares and even mortgages and things right. like that. So people think that all of that sort of flows into this mm-hmm. car world, but it doesn't. Right. Kevin, I, and actually it would be a great show with you to get with Kev. A few years ago we did a show, we may do it again, where all the different things that are out there in business. Yeah, we are, should. We should just all get together one Saturday for the last hour and do it. Because yeah. like, a guy knocks on your door, sells you a vacuum cleaner, you got three days. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> But there's man, there's that's different. so that's, a door-to-door that's what solicitor. I mean. That's what I mean. So there's so many different things, you know, and with contracts. And as we get into spring here, and now look at all the deals contractors are going to be in now here. Oh yeah, at North. big time. I mean, yeah, we can do a whole show on man, that. Man, there's going to be so yes. many deals. Well, and sad. and also, folks, keep this in mind. There's also laws in Colorado. It's why you cannot e-sign a vehicle contract. Mm-hmm. You have to do a wet signature to buy a car in the state of Colorado. Right. You cannot do an e-sign. So they can bring the car to you, mm-hmm. and you can sign paperwork at your house, right. and that's all legal, but you're going to wet sign that paperwork. There mm-hmm. is no e-signatures when buying a car in Colorado, yep. right? Absolutely. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. most people don't know that. Right. No. You can do e-signatures for a lot of things, even real estate-wise. Mm-hmm. But you go buy a five thousand dollar used car in Colorado. It's a wet signature. Yep. <laughs> even if you're right, even if you're giving them cash, it's mm-hmm. a wet signature. Mm-hmm. No, so right. lots of things lot that, of that things. come into play when you start talking about vehicles. And, and again, folks, when it comes to buying a vehicle, this is just my advice: never sign anything. You're, you haven't either thoroughly inspected, done the pre-purchase if it's a used car, test driven it if it's a new car. Everybody in the family that's going to be a part of this, spouse, whatever, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, mm-hmm. if anybody else has a say in it, make sure everybody's on the same page. Because to Scott's point a moment ago, when you sign that dotted line, even if you leave the vehicle at the dealer, you own it now. Yep. And you better be insured because if a hailstorm comes through, even while it's on their lot, you're your liable car. now. <laughs> They're not, right? You're right. You're if right. somebody backs out of a parking spot. And runs into your vehicle. Now, they may be responsible, but if it's a hit-and-run kind of a deal, middle mm-hmm. of the night, you left the vehicle on the lot, guess whose insurance is covering oh, it? Yours is. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we should get together with Kevin and do it because, I mean, man, there's so many things. And you know what? A lot of misconceptions there. A lot of scams out there, and I think we're gonna see, there's going to be more to come. <laughs> 
They oh, there, are, there are. They and, are and real quick, folks, smart. Scott just <laughs> made, reminded me of something as well. There are all sorts of scams out there to where people will try to sell you something, giving you extra money or buy something from you. So say you've got a car for sale. It's on Facebook Marketplace, and yeah. you're asking 10K. If you get somebody that wants to send you 15 and you're going to give them five back because that's their way they want to do it, run. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's a scam. Even if it's a cashier's check coming yeah. to you, that's a scam. Nobody, first of all, is paying you more money than you're asking. Mm-hmm. Second of all, if you're having to give them money back, that's a red flag. Don't do that. And even be careful where you meet people and you're going to do a transaction Big with time. a sale. I mean, somebody wants to meet you yeah, out. By the way, not at your house. Yeah, yeah. Don't meet at your home. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's the last place to meet. Yeah. Do not meet at your Always home. Always take somebody with you. And best place. By the way, the best way to do that is either meet at a police station if it happens to be a weekend or if it's during the week, go to a place like yeah. Steve's. I go to Gino's. Go to my yeah. place. You know, wa- yeah. Walk in there. You know, If you've got a relationship, especially with somebody like Steve, you walk in, do the whole transaction there. That, that's the way to do that, mm-hmm. folks. Do not do this even at, at like a Walmart parking lot or places like that. Do it someplace where you know the people that are going to be around there. Yep. And we'll help you. Just the other day happened. I saw in the neighborhood app that um, a kid went out to sell a car, met somebody. The guy said, well, can I take it for a test drive just around the block real quick? Young kid, he didn't really know, and he gave the guy keys. Gone. He's still standing there. He's still standing there, yeah. You know, and I mean, so, man, you just got to be careful. And we all want to trust people. We all want to think good about you people. Can't but anymore. I'm telling you what, you can't do it. No, you can't. There's, there's so many of those sorts of things going on, and I, I think, unfortunately, Scott's right. Sorry, you're right. It's going to get worse mm-hmm. before it gets better. You know, inflation's at an all-time high. We don't know what the economy's going to do next. We don't know what interest rates are going to do this year. We've got a big fire that already happened up in the Boulder area. Lots of cars, you know, totally gone in all of that. It's going to push the market here for used cars, new cars, and homes up. It, it's supply and demand, mm-hmm. folks. We lost 1,100 homes roughly. I don't know how many cars. Probably, Scott. 500 or more cars were lost at least, least, maybe more than that. Could even be a thousand cars. People have two cars. So, yeah, a lot of those, (laughs) you know, were still at home in the garage. Some were, some weren't. But again, folks, be fully aware. And, And I will say this firsthand, and I know, sort of speaking for Steve over here, but if you're in that position and you've got a question at all on what to do, what to sell, how to meet somebody, you know, a guy like Steve, they're going to pick up the phone and just talk to you. And, you know, yeah. really, if you're in the Littleton area, come on over. Let's help you walk through this process. Sure. That's what you guys do yeah. all day long. Yeah. It's relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, on top of that, if you've got Steve as your provider, the other thing that that helps is you're selling the car. Steve's the provider. Guess what Steve has on hand with everything regarding your vehicle? Sure. All your records. All the records. So he can help you through the sale even of this is everything we've had done to the car. Here's the guy that's going to keep working on it from this point forward. You're now set, done deal, handled out the door you go. And Steve, real quick, do you do a pre-purchase inspection? Okay. So that's another big thing. People buying used cars. You've got to do that, With with this oil thing. And do this now. (laughs) Add it to it. Exactly. We talked about it earlier. All right. Sportsman (laughs) Colorado coming up next. Steve Horvath, Geno's Auto Service over in Littleton. Again, it's Geno's. What's your phone number, Steve? Oh, 303-794-6700. All right. And with that, we're going to get out of here. Larry, thanks. Charlie as well. We'll be back on Monday. Rush to Reason. Otherwise, Scott Watley is up next. Sportsman of Colorado. This is KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ.
560.